Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papanuta, papanuta.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Sister Jean of DesireeConjure.com in Salt Lake, Utah, bringing us today's topic on hoodoo for mental health. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's get up with our co-hosts, Ms. Kat and Kajaman Ali. Ms. Kat? Hi. Thank you, Papa Newt. Ah, well, it's another week, and here we are. Um, I've been uh, working uh, just a mile a minute. As um, many of you know, we have bumped up the date for our annual, our 11th annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival by one month. It will be held in April this year, April 14th and 15th. And that means I have one month less to get all four books ready and to the printer. So I'm just um, really just um, working as hard as I can, staying up as late as I can, getting up as early as I can. And I want to thank everyone down in the shop for covering for me because I am pretty well absent. (laughs) The only thing I've been doing, of course, I'm the one who makes up all the stock oils to make the oils that we sell and to make the perfumes for the incenses, bath crystals, and sachet powders. So they're bringing them up the stairs to me in little bottles and bread pans with pieces of cardboard underneath them so as not to stain my rug. I kneel on the floor, make the oils for them, and they take them back downstairs. That's how tight it is around here these days. Um, Hard work always has its reward, and we have four wonderful books. Well, three wonderful and one I hope so wonderful on the runway. The first book is already edited. That is Miss Aida's Destroying Relationships, which is the hot follow-up to her hot bestseller book, Cursing and Crossing. Destroying Relationships is a book about breakup spells, hot foot spells, and basically just destroying relationships. And it's great. If you like her style and loved Cursing and Crossing, which I know many of you did, you're going to love this book. It is really something, and that will be out in April. The book I'm working on right now is by uh, Miss Phoenix LaFay, a proprietor of um, Milk and Honey, a wonderful metaphysical shop in Sebastopol, California, and one of the co-hosts of the Priestess, the Witch, and the Cauldron, which is on the Lucky Mojo Radio Network, a book, uh, excuse me, a radio show on 
um, you know, the pagan way. And she also is a hoodoo practitioner as well as a pagan. And this book is a follow-up to her first book, which was called Hoodoo Shrines and Altars, another book that has reached a really dedicated audience. People love it. It tells you how to make and do things by setting up altars that you can work at. This book is much more specific to situations. It is called Cash Box Conjure, and it is 96 pages of money spells, money from business, money from uh, loans, money from gambling, money from illegal activities, money from luck, um, how to reduce your debt, how to get out of debt, how to have the life of luxury in the wealthy way that you want. It's everything. It covers every aspect of money luck, including lucky charms, lucky mojos, you name it. It's all about money. And um, Miss Phoenix is a Taurus, um, like myself, and uh, a few other people in this <coughs> room, and um, she knows her money. She knows her money. So that is Cashbox Conjure, and that's what I'm working on uh, right now. The other two books are, I will give you updates on them next week. One of them is Lithomancy, and that is Casting Stones by John St. Germain. It's a book on divination using um, stones and coins. In other words, you know, things you throw out and read, and it's fantastic. I will be reporting back on how fantastic it is I get into the editing process. And the fourth book will be my own book on mojos, and it'll be on hands, tobies, jomos, you name it. I'm about halfway through writing that book, but of course I have to type other people's books ahead. My books are always last. You know, the the cook eats after everyone else is served. So so that's what I've been doing. Just wanted to let everyone know. Things in the shop are cooking along pretty well because they're not screaming and crying for my help, but I haven't (laughs) been down there in a few days. (laughs) Um, Even my dear friend Barbara Degner, and I'm not ashamed to call her name, who comes in regularly to have me come down and bless and dress her candles, even she knows they're bringing the candles upstairs for me to to dress and bless her candles. So, um, everybody, good luck down in the shop. I'm working. Um, um, we are going to be having the Hoodoo Heritage Festival in an unusual place as well as an unusual time. We will be doing it at the Veterans Building in Santa Rosa, and we will be in conjunction with the Santa Rosa Mystic Fair, which is an annual production with um, psychic readers, vendors, about 60 vendors with everything metaphysical um, from, you know, you name it, books, candles, oils, crystals, everything, in all forms of metaphysics, not just hoodoo, but everything. Okay, that's the Santa Rosa Mystic Fair. We will have a room in the building where we will be doing our workshops, which is good from the standpoint of the weather. When we've had these um, workshops, we've always held them outdoors under open tents. And every once in a while, it's come up a blowing rain and uh, people scrambling to try to find a secure place, people huddled in their little uh, furry jackets. It's It's been some, some other times it's been so hot. People are like, oh, my God, just turn the thermostat down on the universe so this time we're inside a building we've um, made a step upward towards civilization and um, um, we will have a lucky mojo vending table at the festival at at the um, 
at the at the Mystic Fair. So if you don't want to come all the way out to Forestville, you you can um, you know purchase there in Santa Rosa. But the shop will be open also at the same time. And the week before the Mystic Fair, before the festival, um, the week of the ninth through the thirteenth, I will be teaching my free apprenticeship to my students who've graduated from the Hoodoo Rootwork Correspondence course I teach. And that is free. All you got to do is pay for your own room and board. There is no other charge. And you get five days, but 40 hours worth of me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we all get to work together, know each other. And I will answer all questions. I will lecture. I will show you things, show you how to do things. And there's no money changes hand, but you will work for me. In other words, as I teach, uh, y'all learn how to make things, and you'll be turning some of those in as a work trade. It's an apprenticeship program, just like a normal old-style uh, European apprenticeship program. So if you're interested in that, do contact the shop. If you're a graduate of my course, and contact the shop and uh, sign up to be in the apprenticeship. This week uh, worth of studies will be on herbs and uh, candle magic, and that is... Um, also known as week one. There were three separate apprenticeships, each worth one week. And so you can um, contact um, Leslie at luckymojo.com or Heidi um, at luckymojo.com, either one of them. Okay, and Reverend Dr. Sweets asks in the chat room, hi, Reverend Doctor, what about the dinner at the end? Will that still happen at a local restaurant? Oh, yes. Very likely. I know we always do that. We usually fill up the local uh, Chevy's, which is a, a chain of very nice Mexican restaurants with a huge room, and we all fit mm. in there and, and laugh and have fun and share food. Yeah, we'll be doing that. Um, and um, so, in any case, uh, just want to let you all know that's where we're going. That's where we're, what we're doing April 14th and 15th. The, 11th Annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, plus free the Mystic Fair. No charge for admission to the Mystic Fair. And also, we have early bird tickets on sale at a discount. You can also, if you happen to be in the area, uh, come on out and just pay for the workshops at the door, like we used to do back in the old days before we had those day passes. So save some money and buy a day pass or buy the tickets that you want at the door. There will be psychics on hand for readings uh, from Hoodoo Psychics, which is Deacon Millett's fabulous telephone psychic line. All right. Now, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. So let me say hello to my co-host, Conjurman Ali. How are things in Southern California? Hello, hello. Things are, are well. Uh, things are progressing quite well. Um, we were having a little bout of, of winter down here. Um, Southern California is one of those areas. I mean, California in general is wonderfully temperate weather, but uh, Southern California has a kind of two weeks of, of winter in which it sort of rains and it sort of gets cold. So that's what we're experiencing now rather than our usual uh, temperate weather. I've been quite busy doing lots of work uh, for clients, uh, enjoying uh, the readings that I do, live readings in particular have been really popular this past um, month and and I enjoy those most quite a bit because um, I enjoy doing geomancy readings and helping people uh, you know 
develop their uh, life accordingly. Like, how does it look for, uh, for wealth? How does it look for relationships? And so on and so forth. But I've also had a string of really interesting, um, and I, I share these because you and I often talk about trends and whether magically or spiritually, but I have an interesting trend in court case work that's been uh, showing up, a specifically employment-oriented court case work. Um, and in one instance, we were able to uh, get my client a, a, another job. They just landed it last week um, while, while continuing to do the, the employment uh, court case, which looks to be headed towards some type of settlement. So we're doing, I've been doing a lot of that. And I'm, it's, uh, it's always fascinating going up against corporations and, and working for the little guy. Um, and I enjoy doing that type of work, um, really bringing justice in its kind of truest sense against these big, massive corporations that screw over uh, workers and employees and whatnot. So I've had a string of those, and they've all been turning out quite well. Well, as always, keeping yourself busy. Um, yeah. You know, um, I'm I'm very impressed because um, as I've been working on this book for Cashbox Conjure, running across some of your very interesting spells in this book, mm. and... Um, and uh, you probably don't know it, but you've written some damn good spells, especially for getting money from a court case um, from mm-hmm. a settlement. I just love, you know, you, you do a lot of that oh, kind of work. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be in the book. If, you, if y'all like Conjure Manali, you're going to love Cashbox Conjure because he's in there, along with a lot of our other friends. Um, there's going to be some, you know, uh, most of the book is, of course, by Phoenix LaFay, but she brought along some great spells by Aura LaForest, um by um, Charles Porterfield and um, Miss Michael and oh, yours cool. truly, but also Conjurman Ali. Oh, and Lou Flores too. So you know, it's oh, wow. you know, it's it's always a team effort to put together these books, and there are also dozens of spells in that book from uh, Harry Hyatt. But it was nice to see your name, Conjurman Ali. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am flattered. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you it's, it looks good. All righty. Well, today we have a special guest, Sister Jean from Deseret Conjure um, out in Utah. Now, I just want to say, uh, yeah, I just want to say hello to Sister Jean. Um, Recently has joined AIR. (laughs) Hi. Recently has joined AIR. And those of you who follow us at the Lucky Mojo Forum know that Sister Jean has been a moderator at the forum, helping um, Miss Aida, who's one of the admins, and me and others, to reply to questions. And we're very grateful for Sister Jean. So if you want to get to know Sister Jean, you can always hang out at the Lucky Mojo Forum. Look up her post. She answers beautifully to people's questions about how to do root work. She is a root worker. So welcome to the show, Sister Jean. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we are very glad to have you. Now, you're the person who brings us, as always, the guest, brings us our topic. And today's topic is hoodoo and mental health. This is a topic, and I'm going to introduce it briefly, that a lot of people kind of shy away from. And I'm going to tell you bluntly why people shy away from it. There is a whole anti-spiritual trend in our society which believes that all spirituality, and I mean all, from good luck charms on up through priestly religion, 
is bogus and only exists as a sign of mental instability. Yeah. Everything from wishful thinking to um, totally screwed up delusion. And this essentially atheistic trend, which is more than atheistic because it's actually not only no God, like atheism, it is actually a hatred of spirituality, anti-spiritual trend, has been growing in our society. Mm. Therefore, the issue of people who are interested in spirituality who have mental illness has become something that people who don't want to be confronted by angry atheists or skeptics, we might call them, tend to downplay out of out of a, taking advantage of those mentally ill people or all your clients must be mentally ill. And it's very mm-hmm. difficult for unbrave, non-brave, non-courageous root workers to talk about mental illness and its use in hoodoo. However, I'm here to say that it's no different than talking about being in arrears on your rent and hoodoo or mm-hmm. wanting to get laid and hoodoo or, mm-hmm. um, you know, hoping for a job and hoodoo. Mm-hmm. These are all situations and conditions of human life and mental illness is one of those situations and conditions. So I wanted to preface what Sister Jean is going to bring to us by saying there is no shame in mental illness. We have friends who have mental illness who are root doctors. We have friends Mm -hmm. who have mental illness who are clients. Mental illness can be situational. It can be genetic. It can be epigenetic, a combination of all of the above. But it is nothing to be ashamed of, and it is not something that cannot be addressed by metaphysical, spiritual, and occult hoodoo spells. Okay, that was it. That was my intro. Now, (laughs) having said that, let me bring you on, Sister Jean, and I want to hear what you have to say about mental illness and hoodoo. Sure. So um, the reason I picked this topic is because um, I have personal um, familiarity with it, Um, I'm an autistic person, and we're prone to depression and anxiety. And for me, what has worked is um, it's something that I'm used to managing, um, mental illness. And um, what's worked for me is a combination of professional medical help um, and spirituality. And so I just wanted to touch on some things that have helped me and that I think could give people a pick-me-up at a time of the year when it's really easy to get down in the dumps. Okay. So uh, when you say this, and this is, you know, very um, honest of you, depression, anxiety, autism, these are the kinds of things that many root workers will not admit that they carry within them. Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, yet... As we do better looking for a root doctor who is married, if we wish to have a marriage spell done, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. just face it, that would be a better, because they have some experience, right? 
Um, yes. it is not it is not a bad idea to look to a root worker who has had bouts of depression and anxiety if that's what you wish help with. But thank you mm-hmm. for saying that professional medical help is important. And I'm going to jump in here with a thought. Very few root workers who are members of AIR, theoretically, no root workers who are members of AIR, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, would prescribe hoodoo for a mental illness without first Mm -hmm. asking, are you receiving adequate mental treatment? Have you had a diagnosis and is a treatment plan in place? We all ask those questions out of ethics. So, (laughs) So let's say someone comes to you who is suffering from depression and you've asked that question and found out that they are indeed um, receiving adequate medical treatment. Tell me what you would tell them to do in terms mm-hmm. of uh, spell work. Okay. Um, first of all, I would ask if they have a place to pray. Um, first of all, I want them to get praying to St. Dintna who is the patron saint of people with depression and anxiety as well as victims of rape. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we can talk more about that in a minute. But um, I would want them to be praying first and be receiving that spiritual support. Um, next, I would tell them about Lucky Mojo's product lines that I recommend for anyone suffering from anxiety, sadness, worry or anxiety and those are clarity healing tranquility blessing and cast off evil can you read that list again because that was good sure. and uh, we want to add that to the chat room sure clarity said that's clarity mm-hmm. healing mm-hmm. tranquility blessing mm-hmm. and cast off evil wow okay great um, yeah, we're going to make a note of that in the chat room. Those are all good, and they're all good for different things. Um, mm-hmm. that's, I'd like to hear you talk about these a bit. For mm-hmm. uh, clarity is for um, for true mental insight, right? Right. Yeah. So mental illness. Would, oh, sure. Go ahead. Tell me how you would use each of these because they're each slightly different. Sure. So clarity, um, I would use if the person is um, so anxious and worried that they just can't think straight, okay? Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they're so anxious that they're not able to um, see what's really going on in their lives and see the true scope of things that's going on in their lives, because they're so overwhelmed by worry and anxiety. That's what I would use clarity for. Mm-hmm. Um, healing, healing I would use if there has been negative self-talk or if there's past trauma that is feeding into the depression. Mm. Um, yeah. For tranquility, I would use if they just need something to help them calm down. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I would say just dab that on your temples whenever you're feeling um, jittery or you just can't calm down. 
Mm. You know, and that's that, yeah. so tranquility is almost kind of like a an emergency one for you. Right. Yeah. Great. Okay, um, got that. Yeah. And one thing I would recommend for someone who feels like they need spiritual support throughout this troubled mm-hmm. time. If they need um if they need to feel like the universe and God and the saints and their guardian angels are looking out for them and blessing them, I would recommend blessing. And they could use that in many ways. I understand. And so then, blessing blessing yeah. is for spiritual support from spirits and the divine. Mhm. Yeah. I, that's wonderful. Okay. And cast off yeah. evil? Cast off evil, um, I would say, for depression. Um, depression can feel like such a weight on your shoulders. And when you're in a bout of depression, it can feel like this unshakable darkness that you just can't get rid of. And I would, I would recommend cast off evil for that, just to shake things up and finally drive that away. I'm going to add also, I have had very um, good luck with cast off evil for addictions. And Mm -hmm. I don't only mean um, uh, substance abuse, but the addiction Mm -hmm. that causes you to sit on the couch and watch um, TV shows or the addiction that causes you to ignore your lover Mm -hmm. and watch pornography or the addiction that causes you to go to Facebook um, every half hour because you're so worried about what's being said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. cast off cast off evil can a certain kind of self talk that leads to repetitious behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, another another one that I didn't mention is um, Van Van is not made for this, but I like to dab Van Van behind my ears and I need a little pick me up just because it's such <laughs> a happy bright scent. <laughs> but that's yeah. just one that I do. <laughs> that's that's good. Um, uh, uh, Navishiva in the chat room and Alchemical Artisans Hour added some um, others that they like for mental health. One of them um, is Crucible of Courage, and mm. I think that that is very that's good. That one. that counteracts fear. Mm-hmm. And um, and of course, uh, one of the things we're naming products, but um, the ways to use these can be as simple as dabbing a little on yourself. Um, it, they can be used for addressing candles, and they can be used for um, more elaborate spells as well. Um, right. Uh, Nagashiva also mentioned power and nature, but in my opinion, I mean, I, I understand where he's going with these. These are he's he's a little higher up the rungs of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> mm. We're we're going to stay here with the problem first. Um, so, Ali, what do you think? Yeah, these are fantastic uh, products. There's two things that I, I want to point out is that um, it is, as mentioned earlier on, it is super, super important that uh, you work with a professional when it comes to this. So root workers in the past were often treated as a sort of poor man's doctor, or poor man's therapist. But in today's world of a developed medical profession, you can find therapists and, and mental health professionals who will work with you from an angle of spirituality as well. So it's important mm-hmm. to recognize that you can, you don't need to, to, to sit there and be like, no, I, 
I, I, you know, magic, there's no way magic can help with this situation. Or there's no way a therapist can help with that. No, that's not, that's not actually the, a holistic approach. You can find therapists that are open towards spirituality who are comfortable with you working with a root worker or who them, they themselves are mental health professionals but are familiar with some elements of, of spiritual work. So that's one thing to remember. In regards to products, something that uh, uh, is very old school, uh, and it's somewhat fallen out of favor for some reason, um, and, you know, it could be historical reasons, it could be access or whatnot, but Run Devil Run was very popular, um, both growing up. My teacher used it a lot, and and, um, and others, uh, for dealing with, with uh, any type of mental health issues, specifically addiction, depression, um, and and elements that uh, people who felt uh, like they were, for example, uh, any type of delusions of persecution or experiences of paranoia or fear or addiction, all of those um, could be used with, with Run, Devil, Run. And the idea being that Run, Devil, Run drove out those devils uh, from one's life. Um, and often in conjunction with something that built up the client. So blessing oil was very, very common as a uh, follow-up. So you would start with a run, devil, run on a black, can- a black devil candle or a red devil candle that would be burnt down on behalf of a client to drive away um, the addiction, to drive away whatever it was. And then uh, physical touch using blessing oil to uh, replace you know, the devil, so to speak. So those that's are two a, very popular really combinations. Good, yeah, that's a really good point because a lot of people think of Run, Devil, Run as identifying an opponent or creepy person mm-hmm. or just an ugly rival or whatever it may be as a devil and making them run. But right. in older times, as we see Jesus cast out devils, right, demons, yes. uh, spirits, and so run, devil, run can be used as to cast out the evil from a person. So there's two ways to look at that particular formula. And um, that is that is good. And that also brings up the idea of religion. And we're going to get circle back to St. Dimphna. But there are people, mm-hmm. of course, who would call on no less than Jesus, um, Christ the King, or mm-hmm. um, or any of the um, you know Jesus of the Sacred Heart, as, because Jesus cast out demons. However, there is Saint Dymphna in the Catholic Church. And speaking as someone who is not Catholic, was not raised Catholic, um, although I like their architecture, um, <laughs> I <laughs> I have become very habituated to the use of Saint Dymphna spiritual products and prayers to St. Mm-hmm. Dymphna on behalf of my clients, and I have actually found benefit to myself. So, you know, not every spirit stays strictly within the religion in which mm-hmm. that spirit is found, and I feel that St. Dymphna it was a real person as far as we know. She was an Irish princess, believe it or not, who ended up somewhere on the continent, and, uh, you know, it's a long story. You can read about it. But St. Dymphna is appealed to as a spirit for relief from what are politely referred to by the Vatican as nervous afflictions. And that mm-hmm. can include PTSD, the aftermath of uh, rape and sexual harassment. It can also include depression, anxiety, and all forms of mental uh, illness. So, 
Um, Sister Jean, you mentioned St. Dymphna. Tell us a bit more about St. Dymphna. Okay. Um, like you said, St. Dymphna was an Irish princess, and, you know, you can read the story on the Lucky Mojo website. Um, I've only just started petitioning her, but I found her to be a very um, friendly, approachable saint, as most saints are. And whenever I pray to her or petition her, I immediately feel at peace. And mm-hmm. um, and she is she's just great to talk to. I talk to her like I would um, a therapist. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, well, her story is such that she had a tremendous amount of courage, and. Mm-hmm. In the end, you know, she was um, pursued, and um, and she really, she you know, she stood her ground as best she could and went down fighting. So she, where she died and where she was buried, became known. There was a hospital built there, and um, you know, it just happened to be built there. And there was the idea that oh well, Saint Dymphna died here, so this is a sacred place. And But then it was mm-hmm. found that that hospital had an unusual record of healing people of mental illness. And so the idea that she was a particular patroness of those who are mentally ill grew up, and this is hundreds of years ago, and ever since then she has been appealed to for mental illness because of the site of her grave was the site of a hospital that had this um, phenomenal um record of healing the mentally ill. Mm. Um, another, talking about saints, but uh, people who are uh, working with the Bible, there are scriptures that you can turn to that are really useful uh, for this particular type of works. Uh, for example, uh, Daniel chapter 4, verse 34 is a very famous verse that is used to assist with alleviating uh, any type of, of mental issue, um, to alleviate fear, to alleviate pain, to alleviate suffering. It's also, coincidentally, in traditional medieval scriptural magic, um, Jewish scriptural magic, tied with victory. So when you're asking to be victorious in some instance, um, you can use the exact same verse. But the verse actually goes, at the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven, and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. Wow. That's fantastic. And that's the kind of thing that um, really a healer can work with you, mm-hmm. those types of scriptural passages, and I'm going to just go a little aside here, those are used by mm-hmm. Protestants as well as Catholics. In other words, you might not want yeah. to appeal to St. Dymphna. It may seem a little bit off your uh, tradition. But uh, the book of Daniel is beloved by all and um, yeah. who are um, Jews or Christians and or those who are eclectic and will work with those passages. And those types of Material you might write that out on a paper, put it in your wallet or something. You might write it out on a paper and sign your name to it. Put it in a mojo bag mm-hmm. with some of the herbs that are used for clarity of mind. So let's get into a couple of those herbs. Um, one of them is bay leaf, and oh, um, yes. and that is um, always used to restore uh, one's 
calm and sane mind. Uh, we see bay leaf used as wreaths, uh, crowns on the head, and that is uh, a symbol of, of it having to do with the mind. Sage mm-hmm. is another. Not the smudging sage of the New Age, but sage as that little gray plant that represents the wisdom of the old sage. And um, so sage can be added also uh, to such a, a bag. Um, another one that is sometimes used for um, centering yourself and being of, of uh, good cheer would be um, one of what we would might call one of the power roots. And those there are numbers of them. Angelica root is one. Mm-hmm. Um, it is to call upon angels. Queen Elizabeth root is used for female power. John the Conqueror root is used for male power. You can combine those. You don't have to be a woman to use Queen Elizabeth. You don't have to be a man to use John the Conqueror. But that's the the notion of those roots. Mm-hmm. And um, there are other um, roots that are used and other herbs that are used for the mind. Another one that I've seen mentioned, um, you know, by people telling me in the past was grains of paradise. Um, to simply put you into an elevated state, it's a it's a little um, herb that's related to ginger, and the seeds uh, also related to cardamom and uh, and turmeric. It it it's a um, and a little John to chew. It's a whole little family of those plants. Mm-hmm. But grains of paradise can be added to a mojo. Um, so um, there's a, a tremendous amount of that kind of work that can be done to help yourself. Um, carrying such a a mojo bag. Wow. All right. Well, uh, Sister Jean, thank you very much. And she will be back Fantastic at the end of the topic. show uh, Yeah, with a free spell having to, with going to be to help us, too. All right. Now we're going to take some clients. Um, Leora will be calling in, and um, Papa Newt's going to set us up for that. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Sister Jean, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop a new read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling from area code 702 in Nevada. This is Leora. Leora, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you for calling in. I see this is your first time, so thank you for allowing us to aid you in your situation today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's wonderful. Now, I do see with your information here, you have not gone or had a reading with Miss Cat or Conjurement Ali on this particular situation, but you did have a friend read for you on the situation that we're going to be discussing. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, thank you. And she writes, I am a mistress slash sugar baby having a great time being spoiled by lots of affluent men. Recently, I have set my eyes on two different sugar daddies, 
both of whom are cancers. One is British and, and married, who I want a child with, and the other is single and an Australian big papa type. Which one of these two men am I truly meant for and will ultimately be the winner of my heart? Turning back to you, Miss Cat. Wow. Well, Leora, what an interesting question. Um, I'm going to um, set up a reading for you on this subject, but I'm going to ask you a couple of questions before I read for you. What sign of the zodiac are you? I'm a Cancer, but I'm a Scorpio um, ascendant. I'm a Taurus moon. Mm. Oh, oh well, there's the yeah. That's interesting. How very interesting. Mm. Um, so, because you know why I wondered that, and and this is just me. You you talked about um, one of whom I want a child with, and that is not as common in a sugar baby as I would have, mm-hmm. as I know. I mean, it's not uncommon, but it's well. Not that common, <laughs> but that being a cancer makes that make sense. The Scorpio mm. and the Taurus make being a sugar baby make sense, of course. All right. So, um, and about how old are you? I'm twenty eight. Twenty eight. So okay. I'm getting uh, up there in years. Ah, well, not that far. But you <laughs> have um, probably started. You've gone through your Saturn return, and you're beginning to think about yeah. how to sail your little craft through the seas of middle age. You're starting to think about it anyway. All right. Well, yeah, um, something like that. You're, you're going to get there. You know, it's inevitable. Okay, so I'm going to read three cards for you. And the the one person, they're both cancers. One is British and um, mm-hmm. married. The other is Australian and a big papa type. Card number mm-hmm. one. I have is the Six of Pentacles. This shows a man who's wealthy, very wealthy. Mm -hmm. He's dressed as a merchant. He has fur-trimmed cloak. He has a a balance beam scale that he holds, and he's distributing coins to two people. He doesn't give away all the coins he has. He's not, like, you know, giving the shirt off his back. And he does uh, insist that those to whom he gives the coins kind of kneel in front of him and you know, uh, pay him a little homage. So here we have a, a clear answer at one level, the richer of the two men. Who is the richer of these two men? Um, That would be the British cancer, I think, just because okay, he but, is um, a Freemason, so there's that aspect. He's a Freemason? Yes. So what you well, that doesn't make a man rich, honey. That just makes a man a member of a fraternal order. But let me mm. ask you another way. Of these two men, does either one own their own business? Um, they both do, actually. They both mm-hmm. do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the British man has a dependent, um, so there's another dependent. Does he have any children? Um, yes, he has two boys. Two boys, oh, okay. The Australian, uh, does he have any other dependents? Um, no, he's free as okay, a bird. Okay, so we're right go- now, this so. card. This card now is favoring the British man for the reasons I just yeah. said. Um, wealthy, mm-hmm. you said the wealthier of the two already has other dependents. Pretty fair-minded person. So mm-hmm. um, that's the the one I would say based on one card. Now we're going to go to the next card. Okay, card number two. This indicates the married man. 
again, this is the Ten of Cups. It shows a happily married yeah. couple with a couple of children playing. It's the British guy because he's married, mm-hmm. right? And um, it, it, this is not to say that you're going to be able to break up his marriage necessarily, um, but it just indicates a married person. Card number three also indicates the British man. It's the Six of Cups. shows two children in a courtyard and a man who has his back turned to them but protects them. So this is the man who has children. All three cards tell me it's the British man. Okay? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Now, yes, um, yeah. So when I when I look at something like this and I'm I'm saying okay, they all say it's the British man. My sense here is that um, you would do well to pursue him. Now, as far as having a child from him, kinda. I know this may you know because this is kind of far out. We're here in some some very unexplored territory, and I know there are people who are going to listen to this radio show and they're going to go, Cat told her what. But two out of these three cards show extra children here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of, yeah, you probably will be able to get a child off of this man, believe it or not. Um, it, I'm not saying it's a done deal. I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion. But the man is well inclined towards children. And um, so, now, he may not help you raise that child because the Six of Cups shows the man with his back turned. But he may provide financial security for the child, um, and he may have some sort of a link to the child. Uh, don't count on too much. If you go into this thing um, too hopeful, you might get hurt. But this does seem to indicate that this man may be interested, willing, maybe inadvertently, but somehow you might end up catching a kid from this guy. Okay? That's what I see here. And... Um, I wish you all the best. I, I just have to say, this is um, an unusual situation. The cards are, nobody in Australia shows up in these cards. It's all the British guy, okay? Okay, thank you. All righty, all righty. So that's my reading. Now we're going to turn you over to um, Sister Jean, and she's going to read for you on the same issue, Okay. Okay. Sister Jean, you there? Oh. Uh oh. Have we lost? Hi, Sister I'm here. Jean? I'm here. Oh, there Can she you is. Hear me? Yes. Sorry about here. that. Okay. Hi, no. Laura. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm going to. You. I'm good. How are you? So I'm, I'm going to good. So I'm going to run my finger along the edge of my deck of cards, and where you told me to stop, that's where I'll cut the deck. Does that make sense? Uh, sure. Okay, so starting now. Okay. Um, stop. Okay. Okay. I do indicate as well that it is the married man. Um, I drew two cards here that indicate marriage. I'm reading playing cards. Um, okay. I, I drew the four of hearts and the nine of hearts which indicate marriage. Um, And I also drew the Ten of Clubs, which shows a man who is very, very, very masterful and accomplished in his business. Um, I, unlike Miss Cat, don't see anything here about kids, but 
I see that um, he is interested and that, um, you know, I drew a card here that indicates that um, your wish um, for a child could very well be fulfilled. And um, I see that, I see it's possible that he might leave the marriage, um, but that is far off in the future. Um, so let's see here. Really? Okay. Yeah, I drew the two of spades, and if you look at that card, that shows two spades facing away from each other. And so the two of spades talks about two people who are separating. And so I think that that could indicate that he could leave the marriage Um, and that the two of you could perhaps be together. And um, that's what I see. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So here we have um, two readings that agree substantially. Um, mm-hmm. And with this little extra idea, because I said the same thing, the man turned away in the Six of Cups, the man turned away, could be turning away from his previous marriage. It, it's like I said, I didn't want to go out on that limb. But Sister Jean sees it in the Two of Spades, which definitely does go out on that limb. So um, very unusual question, very unusual answers. Now, we're going to turn this over to Conjurman Ali, and he's going to give you some root work that you can do that's based on these readings that's going to draw you to the outcome that you would like. And we may pile on at the end and give him some more ideas for root work. Okay, take it away, Ali. Uh, thanks, Kat. You've had uh, some fantastic readings here. Um, I think Kat really dug down into the details there and was able to uncover uh, quite a bit, and you had some wonderful insights uh, brought to you by Sister Jean. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, then that's going to orient a little bit of what the work I am going to Have you had sex with this man? Um, we have not had sex yet, actually. Been you have not had sex I've been long distance, yeah. Yeah, but this has the Skype been romantic, or is there an intention, or is it just platonic right now? Where are you at with this dude? Um, well, we're we're still doing long distance right now, so we're but everything everything's fine. I mean, the passion's still there. He really wants to meet me and you know finally make something happen. Okay. I think Ali, so I'm going to cut in here. Let me just cut in. Ali yeah. is asking you, do you have phone sex or Skype sex? Yeah. No, like. Skype no. Sex. Okay. No sex at all. Not even. By okay. Thanks. Okay. That's a, that's an important part of this. And thanks, Kat. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing, what I'm trying to figure out is where you were with him, so that we can understand how, where we need to take things, right? And what access you have to. Now, first and foremost, the fact that this is long distance adds a complication, right? The fact that he is from Britain or wherever he is is, um, and that you guys are communicating long distance, that makes things. It's going to delay things and slow things down. And it also adds uh, an element. It also reminds us of what Kat says that yeah, you may end up having a child with him but unlikely that he's going to raise him with you. So that's something to bear in mind. Long distance can play a factor in that. So what we're going to do is we're going to work with a penis candle, okay? And we're going to work with binding Mm -hmm. to you and drawing him to you. So first, I want you to get a cord, some type of cord that you're going to work with. It doesn't need to be very long, um, but uh, you can make it 
um, you know, long enough that you can make knots into it. Ideally, you would repeat this spell once you have access to him. But for now, we're going to just work with this cord. You're going to make three knots into this cord three times a day for three days for a total of nine knots. You're going to do it at dawn, at noon, and at sunset. You can calculate this very easily with the internet. At dawn, you will call out his name and state your desire. So-and-so, you are bound to me, drawn to me. You will come to me and give yourself to me. Not. You're going to do that at dawn. You're going to repeat it at noon, and you're going to repeat it at sunset. And you're going to do this for three days total until you have nine knots all together. Take a red penis candle, inscribe it with his name. You can put his photo underneath, whatever it is, but link it to him. Inscribe it with his name, with his date of birth. You are going to anoint this with come dress this with come to me oil and fires of love oil. Uh, treat the penis as if it were his penis. So be affectionate and loving. Rub it on you. Rub it into your hands as if you were pleasuring him. Make sure that you're very intent and focused on this as you do it. Get some cuba berries and some dried ginger. Grind this into a powder and mix with love me, come to me, and fires of love powders. You are going to dust the penis candle with these powders. This is called double dressing. You're going to dust it with some of these powders. At the base, you're going to take your cord and you're going to tie your cord. You're going to tie it with one knot, not two, not, not a lot of it. Now, you're not going to make it so tight that you can't, you know, slip it off or whatnot. Just tie it at the base. You're going to pray over this and light that penis candle. Let it burn over seven days as you focus on it. As the candle is burning, you should be uh, performing some type of sex magic. As a Taurus and Scorpio, you have Taurus and Scorpio very prominently in your chart. Sex magic is right up your alley. Um, have the penis candle very prominently in your um, uh, bedroom. Uh, lay nude before it, pleasure yourself, you know, tempt it as if he were there and you're putting on a show for him. You're going to work with the penis candle in that way over seven days until it burns down. Now, before it burns down, once it gets to the bottom, you are going to slip off the knotted cord that you tied around it. You don't want to let that cord get burned off. So on that final day, you're going to slip off that cord and you're going to let the candle burn all the way down. You're going to gather a bit of the powders, dust the powders onto the cord, and place it under your bed between the box spring and the mattress, and you're going to take the rest of the residue, because there'll be a lot of wax left over, and bury that in your front yard. If you don't have a front yard, you can put it in a potted plant. And that is to call him to you wherever he is, and make him want to come to you fast. The ginger root and the cuba berries will put an itching in his heart and soul that he desires you and wants you and needs you. If you do this work right, if you do it sensually and powerfully with intent over seven days, the show that you put on before that penis candle will literally sit with him and he will be unable to think of anything else and his loins will desire you. He will come to you. When he comes to you, find a way of getting his sexual fluid. You can do this, you know, making sure that you have a towel ready, have sex with him, 
perform fellatio, whatever it is that you need to do to get his sexual fluids, take those sexual fluids, and then rub them onto that cord that you have been placed, that you had placed under your bed. That will then bind him to you and make him yours. That's how you get this man to be yours. This is how you get this man to come to you. What comes of it afterwards, how strong of a relationship is created, whether you'll have a child, uh, whether he'll leave his partner or he'll continue to have you as a mistress slash sugar baby, that's a whole other story that you're going to have to deal with. But the first step is to get this man to you and get those sexual fluids that he may be bound to you and bound to your will. That is my recommendation. I'm going to open this up to the brilliant uh, root workers, Miss Jean and Miss Kat, to see what additions that they have. I'm going to add one thing and one thing only. You are a sugar baby. I'd use some sugar. And, mm, yeah. um, you know, just because sugar babies, you know, are sweet. And so um, prior to doing this work, um, I would take a make a sugar scrub bath. You know, the mm. kind of bath, I'm sure you've heard about them, read about them. You use some. Fantastic. Uh, you, you can find recipes for sugar scrubs all over the Internet. Just make a sugar scrub and start start off clean making that sugar scrub, okay? Um, mm-hmm. That's all I would add. Anything you want to add, Sister Jean? Um, well, since this relationship is long distance right now, um, I thought to send dressed letters to him. Mm. Um, I mm-hmm. know that you're probably interacting through email, but there is romance in a in a real letter. And um, if you can dress a letter or maybe some photos with some of the powders that Conjurman Ollie mentioned. I think that would be a great addition to this work that you're already doing. Okay. Just okay. be careful about his marriage. Just be careful about his marriage. You're going to mm-hmm. ask him to establish some sort of a drop box or place where you can send such mail safely. If he agrees to that, you've already um, put in a little wedge between him and his marriage. You know what I mean? You've created mm-hmm. a secret space. Very important to do that if you can. Okay? Mm-hmm. Be, be respectful and careful point. with his marriage. Yeah. But um but I think this is this man no, I'm, we're not gonna promise anything, but this man is the one to choose, not the Australian. The Australian never mm-hmm. came up in any of our cards, so let the Australian float on by and uh, I mean you can get what you want from him. A sugar baby can serve many, many daddies, but uh the British guy is the guy to focus your attention on and um if his marriage is vulnerable, you'll find out later. But don't worry about mm-hmm. that yet. You know, right now, we need to just get you on track to actually having um, phone sex, Skype sex, um, show-off times, whatever it is that you all do, um, get him interested sexually if you want to have a baby with him. If he's just going to be a sugar daddy just for money, you don't need to do the sex thing. But if you want the baby, sex has to be part of it. You knew that. All right, just good just luck real to quick, you. Cleo May. Cleo May is a good product. Oh, Cleo May, but of course, Cleo May. Yes, yes. Cleo May is used Lady by Trump women Paco. to get to get gifts of money from men. Thank you, Ollie. Yes. All righty. All right, let's turn <laughs> this over to Papa Newt, and um, and he's going to give us our next uh, client. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. 
Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. Our next client is a returning client uh, calling in from area code 559 in California. This is Letty. Letty, are you there? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. I see you called uh, us in 2016, and that situation has has uh, has improved, which is wonderful to hear. Um, let's take a look at your information here, hon. Um, now, on this particular uh, situation you're calling us in on, you have not had a private reading with Ms. Cat or Contumentally. Is that correct? It's correct, yeah. Oh, okay, but you did have a reading with Ms. Aida in 2016 on this particular situation. Is that correct? Um, different situation, but same guy. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, thank you. And she writes, my boyfriend moved in four months ago. We kept arguing, and finally he moved out and didn't want to give me a second chance. Was he influenced by his dad? Could he have done something? Will he be back to live with me? Turning back to you, Ms. Catball. All right. Well, Letty, hmm. um, I'm going to ask a couple of things um, before we turn this over for the reading. Um, what sign are you? I'm Gemini with um, Pisces moon, ri- moon and Rising, and he's a Sagittarius. With oh, boy. Aquarius. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for those who are not astrologers, we're just going to say um, yeah. that's a lot of mutable signs in one little thing there. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you are a Gemini, and you have what rising? Pisces. Pis- Pisces. And your moon is in Sag. And he is... No, your moon is... My moon is in Pisces. Okay, you've got Pisces rising and Pisces moon. Okay. Boy, oh boy. Um, And he is a Sag. Okay. Wow. All righty. I'm just going to turn this right right over to Sister... Excuse me. I'm going to turn this right over to Ali um, for a reading. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> and uh, I just want to say that both Kat and I, Kat and I were, were thinking the same thing there. Um, and I also I always appreciate that Kat does these interesting. It gives me the time to actually cast my geomancy reading. <laughs> I have a chart that I can read for you. So good, good teamwork there. Um, the reason Kat was was. Uh, basically hesitant when you were mentioning astrology. One, it's fantastic. The both of our callers this year, this week know astrology enough to know what their rising and their moon is. Usually people only know their sun sign. So that's fantastic. Is that there is a lot of mutable going on between the two of you. And that leads to inconsistency, that leads to changing circumstances. And whenever it comes to like a question that you're asking, will you move back in or what's going on, the astrology plays a big factor there. So I have uh, pulled up a, a geomantic chart to take a look uh, specifically about your situation. Um, the very first house is conjunctio. Conjunctio is uh, the figure of marriage and partnerships, and it tells me that we're on the right track. It says you are worried about this relationship, and you're questioning the stability of it and where it's going to go from here. So that's good. So now we look to the seventh house, which is the house of your partner, uh, to see what things are. We have Fortuna Minor. Fortuna Minor is the lesser fortune. So this is a person who does very clearly still care about you. This is a person who still 
um, you know, uh, has feelings for you. But it is Fortuna Minor. It is in many ways very reflective of the sort of mutable nature of, of the signs that we're working with here. It is not solid foundation, grounded fortune. It is fortune that comes and goes with the tide. It means that, yes, he cares for you, but whether you will build something lasting and enduring is another matter entirely and will require a great deal of effort on your part. And the key here is that it is going to be effort on your part. It is going to be uh, you doing most of the work than, than he is, um, simply because the way these uh, figures combine, they tell us that he cares for you, but he's also willing to kind of let things go um, in their own direction. We have, uh, we see this in the figure of Amiso. Amiso uh, is manifested or, or created when we take your figure, Conjunctio, and we take his figure, Fortuna Minor, and we combine them. And Amiso tells us that there is a sense of loss and hurt there. He's been hurt by the arguing, he's been hurt by the frustration, he's been hurt by uh, what's happened uh, in this situation, and that's going to shade a lot of his uh, perspective, and it's going to influence whether he's going to work really hard uh, to repair this relationship or not. The fact that he's kind of resistant and going, I don't want to come back, I don't want to give this a second shot, really speaks to the depth of, of his frustration and his hurt. Um, his father does have a very strong influence in this matter. He has not done something, though. It wasn't a magical work that was done. It wasn't a curse that was done. It wasn't a cross that was done. This is an overbearing father who has influence, but also who's pointing out the fact that there are real issues in it, right? The father is not entirely to blame. The blame comes from the interaction between the two of you, between the hurt that was caused, the frustration that was caused, that takes two people, right? Now, that's not to say that, that, you know, his father is a great guy and he's all forgiven, but it means you're putting the blame or the focus in the wrong place. You're not dealing with an enemy. You're dealing with a, with a, with a relationship that is fracturing and falling apart. This is a man who is hurt, and you need to deal with that. You need to try to repair that to the best of your ability. Um, there is there is hope here. There is an opportunity for things to improve. When we look at the judge, we have conjunctio, meaning the relationship can survive. Conjunctio is the exact same figure that represented you. The judge tells us, yeah, you can survive this, that things can improve, but it is going to take time. This looks like it's going to take all the way until... Um, late spring, early summer before you start to see things turn around. So we're looking at the better part of the of the year, several months before you're fully able to put everything behind you and repair the relationship. This is going to require reconciliation work, open communication work. The chances of him moving back in are unlikely, but the relationship can endure and survive going forward. Um, but you're going to have to do a lot of work on your end. That's what I see here. I'm going to turn this over uh, to Sister Jean, who's going to do your next reading. And then Miss Kat's going to come in and give you some root work advice. Thank you. Okay. Hi, Letty. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. So I'm going to start off by running my finger along the edge of my deck of cards, and where you told me to stop, that's where I'll cut the deck. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, starting now. Stop. Okay. Okay. I do see hope for 
more for love here, like Conjurman always said. Um, I drew one card that I'm happy to see here is the Ace of Hearts. Um, I'm reading playing cards. And I drew the Ace of Hearts, which is kind of a card that says, trust in the power of love in all things. And no matter what happens, there's always that seed of love that can survive, okay? And so that's the first thing I see. I also pulled the Two of Hearts, which, um, if you can imagine the Two of Hearts, is two hearts moving toward each other. And this is two people who um, who are in love, who care about each other very much. And this card is in the past, though, but with this next card, the Ace of um the Ace of Hearts in your future, I do see that this card, that um, this love can survive. Okay, um, I don't see, I don't see the moving in happening at least right away. Um, uh, I, um, I'm sorry, I'm just looking here. Um, it looks like, it looks like there are some bad habits. Um, that are influencing things here. Um, does he does he struggle with addiction, or does he have any problems with that? Um, some addiction to just mm-hmm. um, smoking. Okay. Um, this doesn't have to mean addiction in a drug sense. It can also mean addiction in a sense where. Um, addicted to certain types of thinking that don't serve us well, okay? Mm-hmm. And I do see that that's influencing things here. If you imagine mm-hmm. an eight, you can draw an eight over and over and over. It's an, it's an infinity sign, right? Mm-hmm. There are there are bad habits at play here and ways of thinking here that are, he's stuck is what I'm trying to say. He's stuck in in this hurt from the past, and whatever, you know, the influence that his dad had, okay? Um, and that's really all I see here. I mean, it, it's hard to follow Conjurement Ali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful reading. Yeah. Thank you. All righty. Um, I'm curious, you mentioned an eight. Did one of the cards you draw, was it, was it an eight? It was the Eight of Spades. Eight of Spades. Oh my gosh! No wonder you saw oh, that. Oh okay. wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes that makes a lot of sense to me because um, spades tend to be mm, negative cards. Um, yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Well, what I see here is um, not a lot of hope for like, you know, let's get right back together again. I'm glad to hear that the father was not the cause of this. Um, he, like like Ollie said, he may not be the nicest guy, but he didn't curse you. So we put him off to one side. Just put him off to one side. And let's talk about using mutability to our advantage. Now, when when Ollie and I read, and we've been reading together for years and years now, we all yeah. laugh. And, of course, there's a few of our friends who read with us who are astrologers, and they go, oh, gosh, so many mutable. Mutable sign people have a tendency to um, drop relationships, move from one to another. Same with jobs, by the way, and friendships. Um, They may move a lot uh, physically from house to house as well. They are okay with that. And people like Ollie and I who are 
pretty Torian and want to stick in one place, we always kind of go, eh, it's kind of a little strange out there for, for us to, to deal with that kind of energy. I'm a Taurus with Gemini rising, so I kind of understand it to a certain extent. But mutability has its good points, too. Mutability is a person who can wake up, you know, and say, hey, I'm ready to go back to that person. Because like the tide goes in and out, it doesn't just go out. And like the current changes, the the mutable person can be drawn back for a repeat performance. Now, they may not stay any longer than they did the first time. But it is possible when you have mutable people, that includes both of you, that it can be flipped back. However, having said that, he is a Sag. And Sages have a tendency to just walk away, you know, throw things, the cards in the air and go, oh, I'm out of here. So mm-hmm. we're hoping that you can flip this script because you're mutable and he's mutable, but you're going to have to present something what I call, and what my friend Miss Michael calls, shiny. you got to present something shiny and glittery to the man because somehow he's got to be attracted back as if it were all new. So I'm not going to ask you to do return-to-me work. Um, that would be the normal thing for, you know, for your fixed sign or cardinal sign person. I'm going to do some heavy return to me, return to me, return to me. Uh-uh. I'm going to ask you to start all fresh. And you're going to do um, a, just a nice um, love spell to attract him back as if it were all new. So you can use a white candle. And, um, you know, it can be a male figure candle, it can be a penis candle, it can be a four-inch chime candle, it can be any white candle that you want. And um, you're going to start that with attraction, right? You're going to just start over again and um, dress it with attraction oil. You could put your sexual fluids on it, of course, and um, and literally put something sparkly on it. And um, I know I'm going to hear some groans from the traditionalists, but, you know, put attraction oil on it and roll it in glitter. Glitter! <laughs> this is this is a, a glittery situation. When you do that, and, um, and you can, you know, burn that candle, when you light that candle, um, then try to contact him. Whatever means of contact, while that candle is burning, whatever means of contact you use. Papa Newt... Um, is putting the um, links in. Uh, Lady Tron Paco says, look me over. That's good. That's a good one, too. You Mm. could add that. Um, But I'm looking at just some kind of attraction first. Attraction, look me over. Look me over has a sexual aspect to the attraction, so they do make a good uh, uh, combination. So thank you, Lady Tron Paco. Now, while the candle is burning, you're going to try to contact him. Whether you text him, whether you phone him, whether you email him, whether you send him a paper letter, um, you're going to do that while that candle is burning. I always like paper letters. We mentioned it before. If you have a street address, put a little of the powder of those oils. In other words, look me over powder and traction powder on the paper. Kiss the paper, rub it on your body, and write on it something very simple. Do not make it complicated at all. Um, and it might read something like, I'm thinking about you and all the good times we've had. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You're not going to say, come back, I miss you. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Just going to be, um, here I am, it's fun, you know, um, and, and we can have more fun. Make it non-threatening. Sagittarians says, run like hell when they're going to be nailed to the wall. They don't like that. Um, so you're going to make it be something light. Now, 
I'm going to ask you for another thing to do, and this is it. Only try this three times. So three little candles, dressed with glitter, with those oils, and that's it. No more. If he doesn't come back after three times, don't do them all on the same day. Don't do them all three days in a row. Do one. Wait. Um, if you have menstrual periods, wait one whole menstrual period. Do it again. Do it again. That's it. If he doesn't come back in three menstrual cycles for you, move on. I'm not um, going to say it will work. I'm not going to say it won't work. But I'm going to say you have to also have respect for your own life and go on with your own life, okay? And as a person who yourself is mutable, you'll be able to find another way. But only try this three times. Alchemical Artisans Hour said add dill seed. Good choice. Dill seed is really mm. great for attracting people. So is catnip. You could you could dress the candle with a little bit of those herbs um, as well. And the oils, um, uh, you can add those herbs to the oils as well. All right. Um, let me throw this open to um, uh, Sister Jean. Uh, and um, do you have anything to add? Um, actually, Lady John Paco mentioned bewitching oil, which um, I was thinking of. Um, you mentioned mm. to think of something shiny and alluring, and I thought of um, the bewitching products. Mm-hmm. Um, something mm-hmm. something that you could do is to um, use the bath crystals um, before maybe you see him and to dab a little bit of the oil on you before you see him. You could even go as far as to take a bewitching bath, use the bath crystals, and maybe sprinkle some in front of his house leading toward your own home and see if that mm. could help attract him back. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Mm. I like that. When he gets um, back to your place, um, just real quick, if he gets back to your place, one of the things you can do um, is instead of using incense, you can get an oil diffuser or uh, one one of those uh, where you put a small uh, tea light in an oil diffuser and warm up some of that bewitching and attraction oil mix so that it makes your house smell wonderful. Um, it's all about, I mean, Miss Cat really nailed the, I mean, hit the nail on the head with making it feel new and fresh and exciting again. That works so well with mutable signs. And one of the ways you can do that is make the house smell literally different with those oil diffusers. So when he comes in, it's like, ooh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I have yeah. all those products already. Oh, good. So. good. Yeah, and, and I wish you all the best. I I just have to say that um, I'm very sorry this happened. Um, but you know that the problems were that you argued. And so another thing that you might want to consider is working with the skull candle with tranquility oil, oiling the skull candle with tranquility oil, but don't light it yet, and then change from tranquility oil to attraction, come to me, and bewitching and things like that. But you need to calm this down because the arguing is what caused it not the dad okay all right well thank you and i wish you all the best um and uh, call back if you want some more advice we'd be glad to help you okay all right we're going to turn this over to the electronic portion of our technical staff's presentation okay. 
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Sister Jean of DeseretToConjure.com in Salt Lake City, Utah. Take it away, Sister Jean. Okay, so this is called the Wash Away That Depression Spell. And the materials you need are a six-inch black candle, a pencil or nail, banishing oil, three straight pins, a used three of spades playing card, a Sharpie marker, 13 herb bath, clarity bath crystals, tranquility bath crystals, healing bath crystals, two small white candles, healing oil, tranquility oil, and protection oil. This spell wow. utilizes yeah. <laughs> okay. Um this spell utilizes the three of spades, which in Professor Charles Porterfield's book, A Deck of Spells, he says represents depression and tears. Um, it also utilizes the cleansing and healing aspects of water and calls upon the aid of Saint Symphna. Is not a replacement for medication or professional treatment for mental illness. I just wanted to say that. So Take the six-inch black candle and inscribe with either a pencil or nail into it all the aspects of feeling down, depressed, and anxious that you want to get rid of. Words like banish anxiety, banish fear, banish worry, banish sadness, banish guilt, banish depression. Then take a used three of spades and a sharpie and write from the top to the bottom of the card, depression be gone. Dress the card in a five-spot pattern with banishing oil. Then take three straight pins and pin it to the candle, using each pin to pierce each spade through the center and into the wax. The idea here is to pin the card to the candle so it will be burned up as the candle burns. Then, praying to God to help you to be rid of this condition, light the candle. As the candle burns, take a 13-herb bath, washing from the top of your head down. Collect some of your used bath water in a basin. Anoint your forehead with a small cross of protection oil. After the black candle burns out, collect the leftover wax and any ashes from the card and wrap them in a small piece of black cloth. Take the cloth and the used bath water and go to a river. Throw the bath water and the small cloth packet into the river over your left shoulder toward the west and say out loud, May this depression diminish and be washed away. Go back home. The next day, place the white candles each end of the tub and light them. Take a third of a packet of healing bath crystals, a third of a packet of clarity bath crystals, and a third of a packet of tranquility bath crystals. Add warm water to dissolve the crystals and use the sponge to spiritually bathe again, this time concentrating on your head, rubbing from the neck up. As you bathe, pray to St. Dimson to bring you a clear state of mind, to heal your spirit, and to bring peace to your heart. 
step out of the bath between the white candles. Allow yourself to air dry and anoint your forehead with a small cross of healing oil and your temples with small crosses of tranquility, tranquility oil. Dispose of your used bath water by sprinkling it around your front yard. Continue to wear healing and tranquility oil as needed. And that's it. Wow. All right. Now, um, that was very long, and we have a a custom that we put the free spells into the chat room. And I know that uh, Port Niagara Shiva was uh, trying to keep up with you there, and so was Papa Nick. Yes. But um, if you have a written... Yes, I do. Either... Yeah, good. Can you send that to Nagashiva by Facebook, and of he will course. put it into the chat room before he posts the chat log at the forum, right? Sure. Um, he says he got all the ingredients, but there's a lot more there. And then it will go right into the chat log, and all of you people listening now who are going, what? You'll be able to go to this show in the Lucky Mojo forum where all the shows are archived, click on the link, and the whole spell will be there. It's a fantastic, wonderful spell. It's very, very well thought out. There's really nothing that I could add to that. I love the kind of work that you do, and I love that kind of work where you are paying attention to that card and stabbing it with those pins. That was great. (laughs) That was great. Um, Great. Now, this is the kind of work that I can tell you do for your clients as well. Um, And so I want to just give a shout-out to you as a root worker um, you are a careful worker. You are a very uh, thorough and loving root doctor for your clients. And this is the kind of thing where if someone had a need for this spell, could not perform it at home, you would do that for them at your place, right? Yes, I would, absolutely. And you would send them, I presume, the bath crystals and things for them to bathe in. Is that correct? Yeah, or let them know where to get it. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful work, really appreciated, and meticulous and, this is and beautiful. Yeah, thank you very much. Beautiful, <laughs> yeah. It's classic. It's classic root uh, root doctoring, and I'm going to say another thing about uh, spell work like this. When you're done with it, you'll know the difference. You'll feel what you've done. Mm-hmm. It's not just a simple thing where people say, "Oh, yeah, I I sent a you know money to this doctor and he said I would be cured." You know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. This is this is the kind of work where you would stay in touch with your root doctor. Um, and I really love your, your care and your kindness. This is a beautiful, beautiful work. I'm going to add one little quick thing, um, and that is about St. Dymphna. Um, we have a, a friend, and, um, and there are others online who do this as well, who works with St. Dymphna. Actually, I know a couple of good people who work with St. Dymphna regularly, in addition to Sister Jean. Papa Newt works with St. Dymphna. And there's mm-hmm. another um, person um, named, she goes under several names, but Coastside Conjure is the name most people know her as. And she actually will carry people's petitions to a shrine of St. Dymphna in a Catholic church and leave them there for you. And if you have need of St. Dymphna for mental health issues and you cannot get to a St. Dymphna uh, church or shrine, there are places online where you can email your petitions. You can also upload um, to the Crystal Silence League, and that's at crystalsilenceleague.org, and upload your prayers to St. Dymphna, and they will be posted there for all to see and pray on your behalf 
as well. So I'm just going to say there's a lot that can be done. Take advantage of the free compassionate offers by people in the root work community and in the Catholic Church community to work with St. Dymphna. There's a lot of beauty there and a lot of good to be had. All right. Thank you so much for that spell, Sister Jean. All right. I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt, and he's going to give us um, our final closing announcements, and I'm going to come back and say a few more words, and then we'll all say goodbye. So, Papa Newt, take it away. Thank you, Miss Kat and Councilman Ali, and thank you, Sister Jean, SissyConjure.com in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, for being the guest this week. We invite you to join us next uh, next week when our special guest from the Association, uh, which we'll have another special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rubrikers, so do stay tuned. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Helio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at thecontraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via LuckyMojo.com slash RadioShow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. Thank you so much for all the work you do for people. And uh, thank you, Sister Jean, for having been our guest today. It was so great thank having you. Thank you for having me. It was, yeah. it was lovely having you. We'd like you back as soon as possible. Thank you, Conjurman Ollie. As always, oh, fantastic pleasure. geomancy reading and some great spell work. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it's lovely to have you as a co-host. All right, folks, I'm going to just wrap this up by saying um, I'm going to get back to work, working on Miss Phoenix LaFay's book, Cashbox Conjure. That's how I'm going to spend the rest of my night. Um, Back into the trenches. (laughs) (laughs) Making all those little pieces of lead type line up. Uh, Not not, uh, virtually, virtually line up. Now, remember, tickets are on sale for the 11th Annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. That will be in Santa Rosa, California, April 14th and 15th. There's going to be quite a lot of stuff going on. I will keep you up to date on that as we um, go through the coming weeks. So, good night. Good night, all. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.